everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hey, extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> this is your horror movie podcast, but it's your news edition of the horror podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have one Hence last the week. the old newspaper lingo. <laughs> I'm sure they got it. Yeah. I'm sure they yeah. got the joke. Okay, it's <laughs> making sure. <laughs> it's funnier if you explain it. I think this is why your stand-up comedy career has fallen on its face, Tim. I don't want to get too analytical about your failures, but (laughs) (laughs) if I was to pin pin it on something, that attitude there might be it. It's a classic joke setup. You do the the setup, the punchline, and then the explanation. That's how comedy works. And then the post-explanation analysis. Yeah. (laughs) And the meta... uh, context yes all those things and then and then the asking the audience if they liked it <laughs> did you like it was that good should i do it again yeah <laughs> said anyone didn't get it quite the first time uh so yes uh Red Day, we talk about horror movies this is a news edition so uh we got a bunch of news to work through some from last week some from this week a couple of trailers to look at i did have like eight trailers to start with and i cut most of them because most of them were not interesting i don't think uh, arguably one of the ones that I did put in this just as a joke uh, aren't that interesting but I knew Tim would want to talk about it because he's a big fan of course so <laughs> so we'll get started uh, we have more Scream 5 casting uh, to kick oh. off the week hell yeah uh, well, I'll say casting I, I suppose it's technically still casting but it's the return of cast it's the mm-hmm. the signing of past stars uh, notably Neve Campbell's finally struck a deal to come back for Scream 5 uh, which honestly, like, I was kind of ready for like none of the characters to come back at this point. Uh, I don't know if I needed to have Sydney and Dewey and Gail back in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, and it's it's what's funny is that we've actually recorded our Stream Four review, which is going out in October, but it's not went out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's frustrating how close Stream Four gets to doing something ballsy, and then mm-hmm. kind of backs out of it. So mm-hmm. they really have to do something different. They have to kill some of these main characters off from the the old movies. They have to do something. It's, mm-hmm. it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, like uh, at this point, is it better just to do like a clean break and just you know stop being so beholden to the old movies? Or I don't know. Like I, I mean, I feel like if you are gonna go for it, at least they are, you know, bringing back like everyone like. Yeah, it'd be weird if it was like you know just Gale or something. Uh, that but, would be odd. Yeah, but yeah, it, it would be nice maybe if this is a movie that kind of introduces some new characters that we can follow from here on out. Maybe it bridges the gap uh, or something. Well, and... four technically tried to do that, but then by the end mm-hmm. of the story, they were all gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not to spoil anything too much, uh, but on that, there's actually that's maybe the first time the franchise has actually done this. I, I'm trying to think of one. But we have another cast member coming back. Mary Shelton, who was the deputy in Scream 4, is returning. Which, is this the first time a Scream character for, that, was, that was introduced in a sequel is actually coming back for another sequel? Uh, you know what? It might be, because, I mean, yeah, just kind of quickly going through uh, my head. Yeah, I feel like we haven't really seen too many, like, 
you know, new characters from like two or three or whatever come back. And Which, I guess admittedly, uh, usually the new characters are the ones that die. So Yeah. Well, I think that goes back to the point I was just making is that it always feels that that central three are very safe and everyone mm-hmm. else is there to die. So the, the fact plot so, armor. So I guess I'm kind of glad that one of the other characters is coming back, even though it's not, I mean, she wasn't that exciting a character. I, I think, yeah, you know, I would have been much more interested in some of the teenagers surviving and coming back, potentially, if sure. they were going to. But hey, it's something. Some. Well, uh, I mean, did you see? I, I mean, we got those uh, two bits of news, but then uh, I, I mean, I don't even know if this was a news thing or just like a, you know, kind of what do you call it, like tweet grabbing headline kind of mm. clickbaity thing. But I saw something about um, Matthew Lillard was saying he doesn't think that his character from the first movie is actually dead. <laughs> I did. I did see that. And he was angling a while ago that he would be interested in coming back. But I, I wonder if this is a case where he's trying to will it into existence, but the yeah. actual writers and directors <laughs> have no plans and never even considered, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, bringing him back. Unless it's like a dream sequence or something. I yeah. don't know. This is the weird I thing. Mean, he can't do a flashback now. It's been so long that he's, you know, he's yeah. went from, you know, <laughs> in Hollywood terms, passing for a teenager to being a, what, 50-year-old man? Just about, at this point? <laughs> I mean, unless they're going to use that, like, what do you call it? That, like, Star Wars, Marvel technology where, like, they de-age the <laughs> person or whatever. Given how much money they spent in that, and it actually looked okay in the Marvel, some of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. didn't look good in Star Wars. Do you really think the budget of a stream <laughs> sequel is going to be able to uh, pull off convincing de-aging CGI? Well, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, this is—I do feel like this is going to be kind of like the Force Awakens for Scream. Like they're—they're uh, <laughs> they're bringing back all the old guards, and then I bet uh, you'll see like a major character die in each one. And so this is the start of a new trilogy. This—this this is their yeah <laughs> research trilogy. So what was four then? Four was just this weird in between the two trilogy. Yeah. Thing. Yes. Yeah, okay. It was uh yeah a little stopgap. A little stopgap. But uh, I will say, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, Matthew Lillard, you know, uh, stick to Twin Peaks. You know, I mean, we don't. Uh, you were good <laughs> in the first Scream, but we don't need you anymore. Yes. Uh, hey, I'll I'll go for two more Twin Peaks, and yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks is a sort of show that no matter who's died, they can still pop <laughs> up at some point. It wouldn't actually be that strange in that show. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> uh, I mean, how many times have we seen Laura Palmer, despite the fact that the the first episode. Legitimately right. <laughs> starts with her body being found. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we actually have some release info for Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally have kind of a, a nice easy access for everyone now to see it. Um, mm-hmm. and, did you, know, you not get a chance to go to theatres to see it? It just so happens, no, Tim, I did not get a chance to okay. go to theatres. <laughs> did you? No, surprisingly no. I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if it's just something to do with that pandemic that shut down the entire, like, mm. like, LA area. Yeah, could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be that. Um, <laughs> so, Trey Bissan's sequel is coming. Uh, home, home media, uh, DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K UHD on November 24th. Uh, and then Shudder's expected to get it sometime next year. This is a bit of a conundrum for us in terms of coverage, because... Uh, we kind of have our schedule booked out for the rest of the year, but we really like Train it's to Busan. It's a big one. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like we're probably going to try and make this fit for the home release coming out uh, at the end of November. Yeah, I, I haven't checked out the reviews, but I mean, if the reviews are even just like, okay, I'll probably just uh, spring for the Blu-ray for this. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I, I know, yeah, like Shutter said, they're getting it next year, but who knows when next year will be. About four months, give or take. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant, but the way you phrased it was, <laughs> when, when is next year going to be well? So, I could give you a day count if you like. I could, I, I could probably find a countdown by the second to, to when next year is. Um, all right, next up, we have another delay, actually. Uh, Candyman, the new Candyman movie, which was originally supposed to be in June, obviously with everything going on, get pushed later to the year, it was on October. That was what its current release date was. Uh, it's now been pushed to sometime in 2021. There's no actual specific date. Uh, Blood Disgusting does say they're expecting an exact date within a few weeks, so it won't be like too long before we know when they expect to release mm-hmm. it. That said, given how often movies are being pushed just now, even if they do give us an exact date, I wouldn't necessarily believe it immediately anyway. But uh, So it was made to come out on October 16th, and now it's just sometime in 2021. What's interesting is that they're committing to a theater release for this. Yeah. And this is Universal, who were willing to put some movies like straight to VOD at the start of the whole pandemic. <laughs> Warner Brothers seem to be the first big studio who are starting to put things out theatrically. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, though, there is actually a, a Bloomhouse example later on that we'll get to that is coming to theaters this year. So, mm. but for some reason they're they're sticking to their guns in this one and saying this is going to be a theater release no matter what, uh, which fair enough. Uh, it does introduce a bit of a weird hierarchy to their movies a little bit when they're saying no, this, this we're sticking to theaters on this one, but this other one that can go out on mm-hmm. VOD. So yeah, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean this is tough. Like this, honestly, this is probably like the movie I was mo- like I- excited for the most this year like that that trailer really is uh so dang good and it i'm just really really excited for it so um i mean part of me does really want to see it on in theaters and then another part of me though is so excited for it that it is kind of like come on yeah any way i can see it just release it you know like it's uh it, it's tough but yeah um it sucks <laughs> it does mean that we can take our time getting to Candyman three uh that's the one oh god yeah. Upside to this. <laughs> Jeez, I forgot. <laughs> we can we can save that till early next year though. Uh yeah. which is fine. So we'll see. Yeah. But Warner Brothers, you know, they put out Tenet, which is kind of the first big movie that was trying to come out and it's mm. making money very slowly because of but what which I was kinda of talking about this uh on social media is that it's mm-hmm. kinda of weird how these early movies that are coming out from the big studios it's almost like it's going back to the olden days where movies didn't have big opening weekends. They, they just stay playing for months and months. That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that some of these early films that are coming out in theaters are going to be there for a while because there's nothing else coming out. Like, there's nothing to replace Tenet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Warner Brothers seem like they're going to put out Dune in December, but does okay. that does that mean that until December, their big movie's Tenet and it's just going to be playing consistently for like four months? I mean, you know, yeah. get from when it, you know, when it launched. So it's an interesting <laughs> from an analytical purpose it's interesting to watch if nothing else but yeah uh we'll see but uh yeah so that's a uh, Candyman coming 2021 uh it was my mouse that's my mouse next up bruce campbell <laughs> has teased that the new evil dead movie is going to be in a city which would be different from past versions yeah um what's weird about this is that the title changed but this article says it is if like as if the title changed a while ago and we just missed it, because now it's called Evil Dead Rise. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, didn't we think it was called Evil Dead Now? 
when it was announced? Uh, yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, Rise also sounds familiar too, but I guess maybe I'm just thinking because I was the, I feel like I, I've seen yeah this news story talked about like a couple of times, so mm-hmm. maybe it I was just like oh yeah I guess that's what it is, but yeah, e- Evil Dead now does sound familiar. But honestly, for the most part, I was just wanted to mention the title, but I do think it's interesting that yeah. the movie might be set in a city. That, that could be a cool shake-up. And that, that would make sense if it's uh, if it has like a double meeting, like rise, like high rise, mm. you know, in the city. Um, no, this is cool. Like I, uh, you know, um, I obviously love Evil Dead, and uh, I am excited to see what they could possibly do, and um, like. Uh, like i think it's a good idea if you are going to not have like bruce campbell anymore um but like yeah so let's like try to go really different with it yeah like Mm -hmm. let's get a whole new setting like new characters and stuff and um yeah like even in the the show we had like a like a town sit like setting but it still wasn't like a you know like a big city like when they say like a city location i'm thinking like something like new york or something you know like yeah yeah um so i think this could be really interesting i'm excited at the very least i'm excited to see like okay what are the possibilities that you can do with this yeah and they should expand it should do a whole like franchise spinning out and do all the uh all the alignments Mm -hmm. from D &D. so do your chaotic evil dead Neutral Evil Dead, Waffle <laughs> sure. Evil Dead, <laughs> and if you really want to go wacky, then you do like Lawful Good Dead, Neutral Dead, Chaotic Good Dead. <laughs> sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, next up, uh, Bell Skarsgård uh, has dropped out of the Robert Eggers movie uh, mm. due to a scheduling nightmare, uh, this headline's telling me. Uh, so apparently scheduling during the pandemic has been obviously problematic for everyone. And this is one oh, yeah. where it's, uh, it's, it's resulted in the actual loss of the actor from the film. So, uh, mm-hmm. Robert Eggers, of course, the witch, the lighthouse, um, you know, Farm to me lobster, all that nonsense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the film's called the Northman and Scar was supposed to be in it, but, uh, the cast still attached to it are Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. Anna Taylor-Joy, uh, Kate Dickey, Bjork, and Willem Dafoe. So it's still got a bit of a cast, but presumably yeah. they'll be uh, they'll be replacing Skarsgård. Uh, One less Skarsgård, yeah. One less Skarsgård, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a Viking revenge saga set in Iceland <laughs> at the turn of the 10th century. It does sound like it's uh, interesting. <laughs> it's kind of funny, yeah, because all these, like, uh, yeah, delays are, are, like, becoming such a nightmare, but, like, really, doesn't it just boil down to, like, Oh man, I have to stop not working on this movie because I I'm committed to not working on this other movie. <laughs> like, who, who's actually like filming? Like, I know some people started filming stuff, but really, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, next up, Orion Classics has picked up a mm. film called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Uh, it's coming out in October, both in theaters and at home. Um, <laughs> directed by Jim Cummings, it's a werewolf movie. Ooh, uh, yeah. It's coming October 9th. Yes, uh, the director worked on Thunder Road previously. He wrote and directed the film. Stars, in fact, he also stars in it alongside Ricky Lindholm. So and oh, okay. the and the late Robert Foster. Oh, Robert Foster's in this. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that, that was kind of a, a you know he passed away uh, just this year, last year. Uh, the times warped my brain. Yeah. I think it was last year now, but uh, 
he he just been in uh the breaking bad netflix movie and then oh. he did pop up in better call saul uh, after he mm-hmm. passed away they'd already shot like a scene with him so uh so yeah, it's nice to see that he's got uh one last performance uh at least here that's already cool. been filmed uh yep. so here's the description of the film uh, the film centers on a small town sheriff who is struggling with a failed marriage a rebellious daughter and a lackluster department who is tasked with solving a series of brutal murders that are occurring on the full moon. As he's consumed by the hunt for the killer, he struggles to remind himself that there's no such thing as werewolves. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I mean, it sounds like a pretty typical, uh, you know, werewolf movie. So uh, it could potentially be good. Yeah, it's pretty typical. I didn't let that yeah. cat out, so you uh, oh, sure. kill time. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not really uh too familiar with this uh director so i can't really say i'm like super excited but um you know i do like werewolves so i'm willing you know enough to to give this uh a- enough of a shot and you know they mentioned snow in the title so i am hoping that this is a you know it would be cool if this is a nice snowy kind of werewolf movie that'd be nice mm. Good, good job killing time <laughs> 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 all right next up uh so Christmas horror film. You mentioned snow there. Uh, yeah, it's called mm-hmm. Slade. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, new Santa slasher coming from actor turned filmmaker Jim Clock. That's Clock spelled with a K at the start, which is you know <laughs> the Mortal Kombat pronunciation, of course. Uh, <laughs> so so new indie horror describes a cross mm-hmm. between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Silent Night, Deadly Night. I mean, speaking my language. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clock co-directing and co-stars in the film which is set five years after a Christmas Eve massacre in Harris County, Arizona, when a crazed killer returns to an impending condemned water treatment plant, that's very specific, to terrorize and kill again. Only this time, the lone survivor from that tragic night is waiting to make the Santa-clad monster pay for what he did. Interesting, okay. Oh, I hope this is good. This sounds like my sort of thing. It sounds cool, yeah. (laughs) No, uh, no idea who this clock guy is, but sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's like the the one thing that, that like <laughs> that's always weird with these stories is like, I, they always talk about these people. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, you're supposed to know who they are. Like, actor turned director Jim Clock know, is finally making his. And and it's like I'm sure there are definitely people that know yeah who these are, but it's like yeah, so many of them are just like names. I'm like I have no idea. <laughs> I do wonder, yeah, do, 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 does the people, do the people who write for Bloody Disgusting, do they know who these people are because they watch so much horror movies, like even way more than we Possibly, even do, yeah. they, they know who all these people are, or are they just doing a bit of research and then making it sound like they know who they are, which yeah. almost is up a way to shame us for not knowing who they are, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but we, we do watch a lot of movies. Yeah, like I'm not, <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, I think we're like, I don't know you know at least somewhat plugged in more than the average yeah. person or whatever <laughs> i would like but. to think so i would like to think yeah. so yeah. so there you go that's slade christmas slasher yeah. uh Good next name, up too. so you're familiar with the film rubber tim aren't you uh that's about the like uh, evil tire yes yeah, right? the killer yeah. the killer telekinetic tire yes. that can kill people <laughs> uh well the director of that uh quentin dupe yeah, oh, I can't do French. I'm not used to this. Uh, I E U X at the end of his name. Mm-hmm. I think it was that be like Depew. Depew. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Depew. Uh, so he's got a new movie. <laughs> it's a bizarre horror comedy starring a giant fly. Uh, okay. 
It's called <laughs> called mandibles. <laughs> so, yeah, like the sound of it. <laughs> well, here's the description: When a simple-minded, when simple-minded friends Jean Gab and Manu, I'll probably be Jean. That was probably a French name. Yeah. Jean Gab and Manu uh, find a giant fly trapped in the boot of a car. That's the trunk for the Americans. They decide to train it in the hope of making a ton of cash. <clears throat> so, so I'm guessing if it's in like the the trunk, that it's like this is probably like a like maybe a dog sized fly or something. Yeah, the image in the article, it looks like it's you know, yeah, I would say it's like a sort of large dog. Okay. Because I, I mean, I, I was thinking this is more like human sized or something like. I mean, for like, a fly, this is right. pretty giant. Yeah, it's still big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it gets bigger in the movie. I don't know. But I mean, so essentially, I'm assuming that you know the fly's gonna start like killing people or something. But like, how does a, I don't know, how how does a fly do that? Like, uh, like I mean, obviously we know how um, uh, you know what what's his face, Jeff Goldblum, uh, does it in in the fly. But like, that's like a human fly hybrid, like mm-hmm. regular flies. It's not like they have like teeth or hands or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, flies do have hands. They have like they have lots of hands. And they're like little like sticks. It's not like they have like fingers to grab a knife and kill someone. Oh, I was just joking. I I, I, I wouldn't argue <laughs> they actually have hands. Um, the, next up. So, uh, the knocking uh, is a new film that's coming out. Uh, co-writers and directors Matt Leslie and Stephen J. Smith. Uh, who are the team behind Summer of 84, which I know you weren't super hot on. Mm, yeah, I don't... Jeez, I don't, remember, I don't remember it that much, but yeah, I don't think I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it more than you did. I I mean, I thought it was an enjoyable watch with a surprisingly dark ending. Um, mm. it, it, it did feel a little bit kind of like, okay, we've all watched Stranger Things, so it felt a little bit like... Mm. Okay, we've been doing... Yeah. We've done the kids in the 80s thing relatively recently, so it felt a little bit... Uh, yeah, just a little tapped out, I suppose, in that sense. But yeah. uh, it wasn't too it's bad. It's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked it for the most part. Uh, yeah. So they've uh, finished filming The Knocking, mm. which has actually been shot entirely. It was shot in 19 days uh, during the pandemic. So it's all been shot recently <laughs> uh, with, you know, safety protocols. Uh, in fact, it says mm-hmm. intense safety protocols is the exact phrase uh, that's used mm-hmm. here. Uh, the knocking follows a young man who tells his new girlfriend that he loves her for the first time, then finds himself next in line for a nightmarish curse that has claimed all the boyfriends who have came before him. Um. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tim's not so impressed. Like, I don't know, so where's the knocking coming? <laughs> I mean, I assume maybe it'll be clearer in the movie where the knocking element itself is okay. is a factor. That's what I'm interested in. Is like, maybe, is it well, someone maybe, knocking on the door? Is it like someone getting hit well, and getting knocked to the floor? Or? It says that he tells her he loves her for the first time. Maybe he's like, "Hey, babe, <laughs> knock, knock." She's like, "Who's there?" It's like, "I love you. I love you. Who? No, I just love you." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, I I hope. Um, that that's not like maybe. the central thesis of the movie or something, but maybe he knocks her up. Oh, that could be it. Yeah, that could be the, <laughs> the knocking. knocking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or maybe someone just knocks on a door. You're right. It's entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> there could be some knocking. 
Knocking, knocking, knocking. All right, next up. Uh, oh, another Christmas set. Uh, maybe. So, Dark Sky Films. Yeah, uh, well, it will be. Uh, so, Dark Sky Films are releasing a Christmas film uh, called Hosts. Interesting. We just got a movie called Hosts mm. recently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, it's called Hosts, and it is coming digital VOD on October 2nd. That's a bit early, I'd have thought. For <laughs> <laughs> your Christmas movie. Okay. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, so, right, so said to follow in the footsteps of the Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and Inglorious Bastards. That's a concoction. What? Host takes place on Christmas. Those are all very different movies. <laughs> host <laughs> takes place on Christmas Eve, where an innocent couple becomes hosts to a malicious entity. Throughout the night, they proceed to terrorize a family of five in un- unimaginably violent and disturbing ways. But these demonic possessions won't end with this unfortunate family. They mark just the beginning of a horrific worldwide epidemic. Beneath its nerve-jangling suspense, the film offers dark and bloody insight into how lying to your loved ones can not only alienate them, it can completely destroy your bonds with them forever. Wait, what? <laughs> this, uh, wow, this, this description is wild. It's like all over the place. It's like, all right, wait, is this, this is a possession movie? No, it's a movie about lying <laughs> to your loved ones. It's a well, Christmas I, movie. I, I can see how the possession and the lying can, you know, thematically goes in hand, right? Where yeah. The possession can become like a metaphor for like having a secret or I don't know, like the real person sure. inside. Um, <laughs> how this ties into Texas Chainsaw and Inglorious Bastards. I mean, <laughs> Exorcist Exorcist and Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I can kind of see the sure the correlation yeah. there a little bit. Texas Chainsaw and Inglorious Bastards, I'm... I'm not... Uh, maybe Inglorious Bastards, what they mean is, like, you know how that has a lot of, like, people, like, sitting at a table, like, having intense conversations? Maybe that's what they mean about that. Like, maybe that's the <laughs> sort of scenes that we're going to get in this, over the uh, dinner table. Maybe... <laughs> uh, oh and maybe that's a texas chainsaw thing is the dinner scene from texas chainsaw mm. maybe it's going to be that sort of energy <laughs> maybe i don't know it's so weird i mean i guess uh i mean kudos to them because i'm like intrigued now like all right why why the hell are they like citing all these things uh so i i, I guess uh that good for them uh in that a- aspect hmm. so that's hosts coming october 2nd um you can probably find that on our uh, Echoes by Morning vote on Patreon at a $10 tier. Uh, probably, mm-hmm. I imagine, in October. Uh, so, mm-hmm. next up, psychological horror film, A Banquet, uh, is coming from Hanway Films. Uh, they have boarded the uh, worldwide sales for Ruth Paxton's directorial debut. It's a psychological horror film. Um, sounds like I'm... This is bloody disgusting. Is, uh, a little bit of add-on here. Sounding like a mix between The Exorcist and the forthcoming Saint Maud. Well, that's we've not seen Saint Maud yet. How are we supposed to gauge yeah. it on that? <laughs> anyway, here's the description: widowed, um, widowed mother Holly is a radically test is a radically is radically tested when her teenage daughter Betsy experiences profound enlightenment and insists that her body is no longer her own, but in service to a higher power. Bound to her newfound faith, Betsy refuses to eat but loses no weight. In an agonizing dilemma torn between the love and fear, Holly is forced to confront the boundaries of her own beliefs. Unfortunately, starring Sienna Gilroy. Who's that? Jill from the Resident Evil movies. <laughs> okay. Your favorite. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I can't get enough of those movies. Um, I don't know. Cool, I guess. 
it's uh, I, I mean again this is just a lot of stuff that's like uh, unfortunately I don't really know this director I don't really I haven't seen Saint Maud uh, uh, well it's a directorial but, debut so I don't imagine you would uh... yeah but I'm just saying it's hard to get excited for something yeah. when it's like cool person i mean you know this could be like a, an awesome new person uh, which is exciting but like um yeah it's kind of hard to gauge like what the movie's gonna be like hmm i'm actually just googling ruth paxton to see if she's got any relation to the legend that is bill paxton mm -hmm. uh because i know he's got a son because his son popped up in agents of shield this uh oh cool uh, in the last season um i don't think she has a wikipedia page I could be wrong though. I could, uh, usually, when you search for a name, the first two results for any any person in the film industry will be their IMDb page and their Wikipedia mm. page, and there doesn't appear to be a Wikipedia page. Mm. So, that's yeah. not a good sign. <laughs> uh, oh wait, is she Scottish? She might be Scottish. Probably. What do you mean probably? Why you said probably? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the wee bonnie lass why can't shut up <laughs> shut up what's this this is from, from rain dance ruth paxton is a filmmaker named uh connor gates future sorry karen gates future 40 a list of storytellers anticipate to dominate the next 40 years of creative life in scotland uh i assume that means she's from scotland okay cool <laughs> unfortunately her imdb is very lacking and there's no wikipedia page so i mean which i guess makes sense for a first-time director there's not a lot of info on them yet but yeah fair enough <clears throat> fair enough look forward to watching your movie and deciding if it's good or not hey tim yeah i will give you five dollars if you can tell me the name of the film we were just talking about uh the banquet <laughs> Oh, close. A banquet. I'm not giving it to you. A but... banquet. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, that was close. Yeah, I'm sweating. It, but All right. <laughs> Pay attention. All right. We got a couple of trails we want to talk about. One that's kind of mm -hmm. here for just goofy reasons, and one that I actually am interested in. Uh, the goofy one is Adam Sandler's next film, which is Halloween themed. <laughs> In fact, Tim's so excited that Tim, via the official Streams After Midnight Twitter, that's at Streams Midnight, if you want to go follow that, <laughs> uh, Tim actually tweeted out the trailer for Hubie Halloween, the Adam Sandler Netflix movie about a... Oh, yeah. Well, no, it was relevant to our uh, listeners' interest, I think. Oh, do justify that. Go on. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm horrified at the thought of watching it. So I mean, <laughs> there's, there's some arguments there. Uh, the 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 director of Little Nicky reteaming with Adam Sandler. Uh, all the yeah. articles are proclaiming uh, to the, to the point where he's doing like a stupid voice. It's not quite the Little Nicky voice, but <laughs> is, is this like is this director the guy he gets when he wants to do a stupid voice? Is that is that the, the gist I, of this guy's talents? <laughs> I think like every other movie, he does a voice. It does like you know, like what it's like one for one for them, one for him kind of thing. Like, <laughs> well, like, is the ones for him the ones where he doesn't have to do a voice, or the ones where he does do a voice? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> I mean, does he like doing the voices, or is he like, in pain? He's like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing a stupid voice again. 
Or he's like, no, I am an artiste. I will do a voice because I'm a thespian. <laughs> uh who knows maybe uh maybe a little bit of both uh i i think the big question is uh you know he kind of famously tweeted that um if he doesn't get a, an oscar for uncut gems that he's gonna make like the worst movie he's ever made on purpose so <laughs> a lot of people are wondering okay is this the movie <laughs> that's a hunt that's a bold claim given that 99 percent of the man's filmography is absolute trash so the fact that he made one good movie and is like, if I don't get an Oscar for this, I'm going to intentionally make the worst thing ever. First of all, that is a threat. That is like having your finger over the nuclear uh, weapon button, right? Because worse than Jack and Jill, I didn't even see Jack and Jill, but it looked horrendous. Wor- worse than... What else has he done in the last 15, 20 years that everyone hated? Almost oh, all Ridiculous it. Six. Oh, there you go, yes. Did anyone like that one? I don't think so. Pixels? Uh, Remember mean- Pixels? Oh boy. Uh, Having his good friend yeah. Kevin James, who is in this movie as well. <laughs> Kevin James is the sheriff or police yeah. captain, whoever he's. Very chameleon like performance from him. You, you can barely tell it's him. Uh, oh, that big fake beard makes it so hard to yeah. recognize him. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it does, like, Pixels is obviously very bad, but you know what? It's not a bad, like, premise for a movie. Oh, Pixels? Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. Pixels is a fun idea, but instead of, instead of giving us the. Uh, I don't know, Cabin in the Woods-esque like, take mm-hmm. on it, we got an Adam Sandler movie with Kevin James. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, the, I mean, I will give a... I, like, I, I, I do still have a fondness for Adam Sandler because, like, I grew up, like, with those movies. Like, I like, you know, I loved, like, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and, and everything growing I, up. I, like... I loved Happy Gilmore. I, I, I have not watched it in, like, 15 years because I'm terrified yeah. that if I watch it with adult eyes, <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, no, this is ruined now. Uh, yeah, no, same, like, same here. But, uh, and, um... And yeah, I think he is actually pretty good whenever he does like serious stuff. Like I don't think he does it like that often, but like I, I really like Punch Drunk Love. Uh, I think that's like phenomenal. Uh, I haven't seen then... that one, but Uncut Gems was actually good, like really yeah, good. It's... So yeah, but I mean, and, like obviously, like the joke is, is he's kind of like just a guy now that just wants to like hang out with his friends and make movies and like you know the basically our vacations. That's why like so many of his like you know later movies take place in hawaii randomly yeah that or, was you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, grown-ups one and two with like david spade like that that was notoriously <laughs> we just wanted to go on a vacation to somewhere sunny yeah so th- th- that's what the movie is it's a plot just to justify them spending you know two three months in some exotic place yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know i am like i mean I, I don't know if we're gonna do this for the show i guess if, if we <laughs> really want to again what i don't even pose that idea (laughs) how dare you but i I am probably gonna watch this out of sheer curiosity and just because it's i don't know i'm hoping for like a movie it's like so dumb and cheesy that it's funny but uh who knows i I am not putting this into the echoes by morning vote because if i do they're going to vote for it they're going to be a landslide (laughs) (laughs) because our fans, our patrons especially, love watching us watch shite. <laughs> they love our misery. Okay? I'm not just they offering love- them Adam Sandler on a platter. <laughs> I think they love your misery. I'm usually pretty happy with whatever they choose. <laughs> for the most part. Ah, um, uh, you leprechaun loving <laughs> laddie. But uh, it, it, I am like curious as to what 
like how far horror is this going because like the most of the trailer is like yeah the goofy adam sandler nonsense uh but then yeah, like it, the second half it does get like it takes a while but it's yeah the last like 30 seconds it actually seems to imply that there's actually a paranormal thing happening in the town that he has to save yeah. the town from uh and and like don't get me wrong i don't think like that stuff like looks good like it's not like oh that looks like really cool horror stuff but it does look like actual horror stuff you know yeah, yeah, it, it looks like it's going for I don't like when I say hocus pocus levels or anything like that, but sure, yeah, hocus pocus, bit of Ghostbusters, bit of this, bit of that. Not as good as these things, obviously, but uh, honestly, the most notable thing about the whole goddamn trailer because a lot of it's just them, like the town, make fun of him because he's a bit of a dark and he's always mm. always been this dark who cares about the safety of the town. He's always going to the police to complain about stupid little things. The most notable thing about the trailer is that he his thermos has like a zip line <laughs> on it uh you know, yeah. so it's kind of grapple he actually uses it to grapple in a tree at one point yeah. um <laughs> it's like the, it's like the characteristic that you take away from this trailer is the retracting thermos it's, it's probably going to be a big joke in the movie where like everyone always makes fun of him because he has a thermos and or, mm-hmm. or whatever and then it'll end up being a big thing and that's probably how he'll defeat whatever evil thing is at the end he'll probably like hit him with a service or something i can see it i can see it yeah. oh well, dear get ready for october because uh everyone's gonna be doing the hubie voice <laughs> that's why i'm glad that twitter and et al are all text and not audio mm-hmm. and if you post the video i'm just going to avoid it just in case you're doing hubie voices <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it looks, it looks like shit. I mean, if it didn't, if it wasn't clear <laughs> throughout this discussion, it looks like shit. Okay. All right. So the, the trailer I do actually want to talk about because uh, oh, I love Happy Death Day. You love Happy Death Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the new film from the director Christopher Landon. Uh, we didn't have a title up until recently. Uh, so this is the, the 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 body swap movie, but you know, much like Happy Death Day, it's a body swap movie. Mm-hmm. But it's the teen girl and the slasher killer who are swapping bodies. And uh, we've got Vince Vaughn in here, and you have uh, Catherine Newton from Big Little Lies, who I know her from. And it's called Freaky, which I think, like, I get what they're doing because Freaky Friday, right? So they're just mm-hmm. taking the Friday off and calling it Freaky, which I feel is a bit dull, but I get it. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um,. Maybe they could have something fancier with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, call it Slasher Saturday or something. I- <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what how did you feel about the trailer? Did you like it? Uh, no. I... <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I do like the first Happy Death Day uh, quite a bit. I thought that was a lot of fun. I absolutely hated the second one. I, th- I thought the second movie was dog shit, and it's... Uh, it it leaned so far into the comedy and I absolutely uh hated the comedy. I did not think it was funny. And this uh I, while I love the premise, um it, it looks like uh, this is also gonna be leaning really uh far into the comedy, uh which uh, it just doesn't really do it uh for me. It's just like trying to be like so much like that forced kind of snappy, like uh like meta dialogue where everyone's like like okay if this was a horror movie right now i would be so boned and like cue the creepy guy in the mask what's up you know like uh just like you know um i don't know i don't like it (laughs) i don't think it looks funny but i mean um 
I'll give it a shot. Like it's uh, again, I, the premise is interesting enough. Um, so yeah, I, I still want to see it, but the trailer didn't do anything for me. I mean, I actually quite like Happy Death Day too. So uh, I yeah, take Umbridge. <laughs> a I big take, disagreement there. <laughs> yes, I take Umbridge with the phrase "dog shit." <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it is, but yeah. <laughs> shut your filthy mouth! Unlike that dog shit leprechaun. Sh- crap that you try to <laughs> shovel down my throat um i but i, I like the trailer well enough um uh, like mm-hmm. obviously i always expect this to be a horror comedy because even happy death day one well, sure, yeah. isn't a full-on horror movie uh, right, and right, this right. kind of feels like again the same kind of vibe it's got a gimmick it's got a thing it's doing mm-hmm. um i like the actors and uh i'm down i'm down for it i you know mm-hmm. i was like what was funny is that the the initial body swap stuff where she's waking up in his body and he's like and she's surrounded by like all the creepy like serial killer stuff th- that like is okay uh, i think where i'm more excited about it is the uh like her trying to realize that she can't just walk around with this guy's face because he's a wanted mm-hmm. serial killer um yeah. and the, you know, then the evil serial killer in her body kind of like using that to their advantage like i think that's where the entertainment comes for me Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the meta stuff is is fine. I think it clearly sets its tone up right away. The the meta kind of narration where she's talking about, hey, you know, I, I I get ignored. If this was a horror movie, I'd be the first to be killed, and um, like I, I'm okay with that. Now, admittedly, maybe it won't work for me in the movie, but I like both Happy Death Days, and mm. I did not hate this trailer. So, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I mean, I I can. I mean, I'm totally you know uh willing to go in there with an open mind and like be surprised and be like oh no this is actually like really fun and creative and hey it has lots of fun kills and stuff and yeah i mean i I know it is probably gonna lean more on the comedy side which can totally be fine like it's it's not like i'm against comedy but i do um you know i i can be a bit more snobbish uh i I don't really have like you know kind of like normal boring comedy taste like i'm a little bit more uh <laughs> you know a, a, a little bit more uh pretentious when it comes to comedy stuff so if it doesn't work for me it can be like really painful uh and annoying um uh, hey, there's a lot of mainstream comedy i hate i mean we just had a conversation yeah. about adam sandler's last you know 20 oh, yeah. years <laughs> and it, it's just like uh yeah it, it's it's one of those things though where it's like uh i mean a lot of times like with horror stuff i'm a little more uh forgiving in some aspects and like there's stuff that i can just be like okay fine uh, it's not you know for me or, or whatever but i uh, some something with comedy it's like if it's not for me it just kind of it tends to make me a little bit uh angrier uh but again like uh, i do like the premise and like i do think the actors and everything are doing a good job like yeah it, it, like i think you know the the little bit we see of like vince vaughn body swapped in this like it looks like he's having fun and doing some like you know funny stuff so like uh i'm, I'm totally willing to you know be like oh no this movie is great it's just that uh yeah the trailer didn't exactly do it for me okay well it's coming out november 13th in theaters only theaters for now so mm. this might be one where we just have to wait for vod not because we wouldn't necessarily wait for it but because poor tim can't go to a theater I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean I, I know like some theaters are, are opening up like some places but i mean yeah like la is still locked yeah. down and, and I don't know, even even if it does open up, I don't know if I'd really yeah. want to go. <laughs> yeah. So this might be like a, you know, a January kind of thing for us. But sure. um, hey-ho, uh, that's uh, uh, Freaky is the name of the film. <laughs> uh, 
I'm probably going to struggle to remember that because it's not a, a great title. Uh, whereas Happy Death Day was super memorable. Like, that was a very easy, easy mm-hmm. title to latch onto quite quickly. But hey, that is, uh, that is the news. That is uh, our horror news this week. So, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Please do like. I, I have to tell Tim just briefly about a movie that I watched last night. Okay. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of a killer workout? Um, or so you might it, know it by its alternate title, Aerobicide. It, okay, so that it's that's not a death spa, right? No, no, no. Death spa is a, a different movie. One. Yeah. Okay. Um, the name sounds familiar, but I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I watched that last night on Amazon Prime. Okay. I, I kind of regret that a little bit because it has <laughs> Scream's bonus movie written all over it, quite frankly. Oh, no. <laughs> but so it'll probably be something we do at some point for a bonus. But mm. holy shit! Like, that, <laughs> I mean, it's not the craziest, like, bad, like, eighties movie I've seen. But mm-hmm. it does this thing where right after like a, a murder scene where someone has died in the like the gym where this aerobics class takes place, it'll just mm-hmm. cut to a montage of like all these, you know attractive women doing aerobics and it'll like okay. the camera will just like linger on their asses on their boobs as they're you know thrusting and doing whatever else uh to the point where every time it cut to the another aerobics montage i started laughing um <laughs> so uh, i just wanted to throw that out there son it's, okay. uh, it's, it's called killer workout on prime but the original title and the title it says in the movie is aerobicide okay so, i mean I, I do like the title uh oh yeah is is it like a slasher movie, like someone is killing people that are working out, or is it like a supernatural movie that like anyone who it's goes the, to this workout dies? It's a slasher. There's, there's some confusing okay. elements because there's two male characters who I swore were just one character, but apparently everyone was telling me that there was two guys, and it really confused <laughs> me. Uh, apparently, it was someone named Tommy. I just thought it was a Jimmy, but this okay. <laughs> Tommy's a Jimmy. Yeah, Tommy's a Jimmy. Jimmy's a Tommy. Okay. Thing. Uh, so no. I just wanted to throw that out there just before we wrap up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but that is uh, that is the Screams After Midnight uh, horror news for the week. Um, we are getting close to October and we will have lots of extra episodes. Um, we obviously, you know, encourage patreon.com slash uh Obviously, the nice and free way to support us is just hitting the like button on YouTube. It's a nice, easy way of doing it. And it helps us find new audience members and it's a great way to show your support. Um, if you do want to support us financially, patreon.com slash TV is obviously the way to do it. And you get bonuses, you get an extra episode, extra movie review every month. Uh, you get four of them in October for the Octoberthon. And obviously you get to vote every month at the $5 tier. And then you get the, the Echoes by Midnight vote at the $10 tier. We have extra votes. There's actually two streams votes in the $5 tier this month for Octoberthon. And there's two in the $10 tier for Octoberthon. So lots of voting going on right now. And I'm saying this basically to say... <laughs> Hey, if you want to go vote, all patrons, they all go vote and all those votes. There's lots of voting. There's voting, voting, voting. Mm-hmm. So go and have a look. Uh, but a lot of interesting stuff there. Um, plus you get early access at the $5 tier. Should mention that too. To all the uh, mm-hmm. movie review episodes. But hey. Uh, so do all that. Get us on Twitter, as we said earlier, at Screams Midnight. And of course, uh, you know, let us know what you thought of any of the news in the comments. But otherwise, that is, uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we will see you next time.